And we're back again, and it's going to sound a little weird, and it is a Monday, but Brian's off this week, or he's down at the beach, uh, so there's actually going to be no underachievers. Um, actually, before even recording this, I just put together a uh, best of for like the past month of our underachievers. So if you want to check that out, just came out, check out underachievers podcast, YouTube page, or uh, or just our under Tiber podcast uh, pages. Anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, anywhere, just search under Tiber's podcast. It should, it should come up. Um, that one just came out. But because of that, we're going to spend today actually talking hockey. So this is actually going to be a hockey podcast, not a under Tiber's podcast. Sorry to disappoint, fellas. Yes. But if those who are anticipating a under Tiber's, uh, you can go there. Or just under Tiber's podcast YouTube page just to check out some of our better moments. Comment below or what your favorite moment moments. of the month is. Yes, or not so great moments. Yeah, I, I can't wait to check that out later. I'm a little, Every time you post one of those, I'm always a little bit nervous on, on which ones you post. So uh, If you're looking at the podcast page itself on those, it's usually just better moments we have. YouTube is cool, where it's cool, cool, the cool. worst of. Oh, great. Thank you. There hasn't been okay. a worst. Yeah, I only noted. did one worst of this in, in terms of 2022, and that was just the worst of the year moments. So technically, yeah. 2022, I haven't done any because that's how few of mistakes we actually have. Not Thank saying there may that. be one in the future or not. But... <laughs> Give me about five minutes, and I'll get you there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, but, yeah. Back to hockey and talking hockey. Um, there actually is a game three going on tonight for the Stanley Cup. We're going to talk kind of that a little bit like for like maybe five minutes of the podcast. Uh, today is mainly going to be about the Flyers kind of offseason kind of stuff. Mainly going to be talking about like trades and um, guys like tra- uh, Travis Connecty, what his uh, trade value is. James uh, and Reamsdike. Yes. Uh, and anything else that comes to our head. Um, as you are well aware of this, if you're a constant Wimmer Quake podcast listener. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to annoy me that the series is probably going to be either a sweep or five games. Um, but I think for I me, would be shocked if the Colorado Avalanche sweep the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, I'm not saying it's impossible. I just, again, I find it very hard to how, that, seeing how this happen. first two games went. Um, For, yeah, the second game just yikes. That was atrocious. A seven nothing game. The first one was a little bit closer. Um, let me pull up the scores real quick. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, Colorado does lead the series two nothing. Okay, the first one I forgot. It did go overtime four to three. Second one not so close. Seven nothing tonight. Uh, in Tampa Bay though, uh, the. Uh, Avalanche are looking up 3-0 in the series. Tampa Bay is looking to get back in the series. So I'm really hoping, again, for entertainment purposes, that Tampa Bay gets back in the series, at least winning one of these games. Um, I think tonight's very crucial. If they lose, I think they're done. Then they're if... done. There's there's no possible way. Again, it's not over. As, good, it's of over team, kind of as good of a team they are, it's just not going to happen. But I mean, to me, they, if they that does happen... From yeah. And they only that kill. would be pretty legendary, though. Imagine getting your third straight cup from being down 0-3 in the Stanley Cup final to win four straight to win your third straight cup. That would be insane. And again, th- this goes be, to but... our last episode of um, uh, our Wimmer Quake podcast for hockey. 
it annoys me that people think that it, it, or it's like they're not excited to see a three P. I understand. But again, we haven't seen it since the 80s. So that's one of the big reasons why I want Tampa Bay to come back in the series. Other we than haven't that, had three peats, really, but we had teams win three out of how many years? Right, with, five, six years. So, yeah. like, for example, we had Chicago. Um, Pittsburgh, uh, Chicago, three and six. LA was ridiculous. It was like two, two and four. Pittsburgh, and, we had back to back. That was it. Yeah, back to back, um, and then 2009. Right. So, so again, we don't see. We rarely even see back to back anymore. The fact that we're on the verge of a possible three peat, that to me is incredible. We are literally witnessing history we'll never witness again. I yeah. guarantee you that. I was just hoping it'd be a better fight, but if it's not I think, to me, I it think just, Tampa Bay, yeah. It just kind of goes back to my point that I made last time where I just think these playoffs have been kind of lame. It has been, the first round. I, again, I really just I hate sweeps. I hate sweeps. Even if it goes to five, I guess that's fine. Just, I just want it to be close. Obviously, we had honestly, no, I do, so close at but all I also just two. want the off season here. So I, it's I off because I'm right now. It's off season draft. time to me. June, late June, early July. It's, it shouldn't be hockey yeah. time still. It should be <laughs> off season. Here, here's times. the thing I'm sad about right now. So usually the draft should be about a few days from now. Mm-hmm. It's not a couple more weeks, and I'm also particularly sad because. We definitely won't get another infamous June 23rd trade from the Flyers this year again. Last year, I don't think they made one on that day, but no, this it was year, like we this definitely, year it was back, yeah, we definitely won't get one again this year. So, um, yeah, so that's something to watch out for. Uh, next couple of weeks is the NHL draft, of course, in Montreal, where the Montreal Canadiens had the first overall pick. The Flyers, of course, had the fifth overall pick. Um, let's talk a little bit. I, I broke it down the prospects and everything. But one last few episodes, you guys can check it out in our other videos. Uh, today, though, yeah. we are focusing I think definitely on... we broke it down more on when he, uh, when he gave our reaction to the draft lot results. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Nah, that's yeah, a good if you one. want to see me, reactions. Yeah, if you want to see me basically have great. a minor meltdown, then you know, take a look at the uh, other videos. Um, so there's a couple of ways we could do this. There is trade targets and UFAs that are upcoming in free agency. And um, we're going to get to it all during the offseason. Yes. Um, but earlier <clears throat> so, today, Jeff and I were talking just hockey stuff, and that's kind of why we're doing the hockey podcast yeah. today. Um, and a lot of it was we're, we're going around like Travis Konechny and JVR in terms of trades. Yes. So I think for today's purposes, we're going to spend mainly trades. about trades. And, and that works for me. So I'll, I'll again, I'll, Put it this way, so so th- th- there's another new rumor that was going around that um, you know several teams were inquiring about Travis Konechny, which I don't see why anyone would make that up. I believe it. I could realistically, yeah. Again, like he's and again looking at his stats, fifty-two. He was the leading scorer for the Flyers this year with fifty-two points, sixteen goals, thirty-six assists. Not the best. Pred- Duction out TK, especially when you know what he can bring to the table. Now, last year in 50 games, he only put up 34 points, so obviously much better because he played almost a whole 82 game schedule. But you know he is more production because in 2019 20, the bubble year, he had 61 points. So this is his second best in his career. This is his sixth season now in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So if that also if that season one of continued and didn't get shit down, he probably could have easily gotten thirty goals. That or and I think the bold prediction of forty goals uh, from Jeff. That was my bold prediction because he was on a freaking tear, like from literally the puck drop of game one that year yeah. against Chicago. He was on a tear. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, also, in case so, you haven't, if you haven't realized, uh, we transitioned from the Stanley Cups to talking the Flyers. Yeah. <laughs> they just kind of ha- our transitions just kind of happened out of yeah. nowhere. I swear we have the greatest trans- transitions. But I'll um, say this: there's pre-bubble uh, Travis Connecty and post-bubble Travis Connecty, and they're by far not even close to no. being the same player. So I don't what know was, what necessarily yeah. happened. I guess technically. This year, more games, he put up just as many points as he did in 1920. But that's not. He also, put up less. That's what I'm saying. He put up not as. He put up close to it. He was. Oh, we got you. Got you. But in 13 less games, which is the crazy thing. Yeah, 13 less games, which makes you. And 79 games, which is 66 games. That's, he put up nine more points in 13 less games. But again, that shows how dominating he was, though. But so this is. Okay, let's, let's start with this for on the topic of Travis Connecty. So. What do you? What's your prediction with with him upcoming this year? Does he even make it through the off season? Let's start with that. Does Travis Connecting get traded in the off season? I think, and I texted you this earlier today. I think no matter what the Flyers do, rebuild, uh, aggressive free tool, whatever they're calling it, doing whatever, Travis Connecting is going to be the person that gets dealt. Yeah, but again, is it this off season, or yes. are they willing to give him a chance? To play for torts. Because Chuck Fletcher's seat is clearly hot right now. I think, I think he's it's gone this year. Very, very hot. And and again, the, I think it was Darren Drager, Pierre LeBron, you know, the usual suspects of the analysts. They suspect, and I, this shouldn't be a shocker, that Chuck Fletcher is going to be rather very, very busy this offseason. I expect a couple guys to be gone. One of them, unfortunately, Travis connecting. I know again, we're both gigantic fans of him. I think it's um, I, to me, <laughs> I think it's important to do it this year because his I think his trade value is still relatively high. Yes, but another trade year, him while his my value fear is still there. if you wait another year as if he has another because if he and Tortorella, let's say, don't get along and he's just kind of not the same, he's still kind of not half assing it, but he's just you know, there's some is issue it, there. Yeah. Um, and he's not putting up the same numbers that we could easily see him doing like he did for three straight years, putting up 24 goals, mm. um, then I think his value diminishes significantly because yeah. that's three straight years, essentially, of subpar seasons. And at yeah. that point, you have, and he's entering his, what mm. I consider a prime time for your NHL career. Is, Once you hit he's only 25. Yeah, when you hit your mid-20s to... Early thirties, like thirty two. Yeah, thirty two. Thirty one, thirty two. Thirty one, thirty two. That's that, that's your prime. Se- those seven to me, years, that's my that's prime. prime. Yeah, no, no, I agree. You get all, depending on the player, you could almost argue like twenty three, twenty four. Because again, they come in at 18, 19 years old. By the time they're twenty four, yeah. that's that's their prime. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. twenty three, twenty four around there. So um, for Tra- and for Travis Connecty, he had success <laughs> before then too. So I think success plus that kind of adds to it a bit. Um, plus experience, um, kind of adds to yes. it, and but it's not yeah. much technically. He's got playoff experience, so not much, but he's got some, yeah. Um, well, that was just be my fear of not that he can easily bounce back, yes. But if he bounces back, that's great on one hand, 
um, for the Flyers if they were to keep him. Yes. Um, just because he, see, oh, he he may be past his funk or whatever he's in right now. Right. Um, he's got a five point five mil cap it compared to someone like James Van Riemsdyk who has a seven mil cap hit uh, AAV. But one year uh, left. each year. But one year left. How this year, this upcoming season. It, yep. How likely is it for Chuck Fletcher to move Travis Konechny's entire salary without pulling a Shane Goss' fair trade where he had to give a little bit extra for someone to take his entire salary? He is making $1 million more than what Shane Goss' spare was at only 4.5, and he had to throw in a second. Well, I don't think he's at the cap dump that you'd be doing Travis Konechny for. Um, right. One way or the other, if you're trading him to get a good piece back, more than likely that person has at least a $3 million cap hit. So that's at least $2 million least, more, yeah. dollars more um, by that. So I, that's, that, that's just how negotiations work. Someone's going to be higher. Someone's going to be lower yeah. in terms of where they start up. And then it's just a matter of being in the middle. Um, so for me, I think it's just a matter of what the uh, person asking is uh, going to want. Uh, because if it's me, I pr- Obviously, some picks are going to be in there if you're trading Travis Konecki for someone. Uh, it just I, I would on- imagine a third-round pick. Again, we were talking about beforehand, the 2023 uh, NHL draft is supposed to be one of the deepest in quite some time, probably as good as 2015, if not. Mm, I'm not going to put that on I'm not putting any comparisons to any other drafts. If you've uh, done again, that, I, I've, yes. these last couple of draft classes have not panned out too Great. So I'm not right. comparing anybody to anybody in 2015. There you go. Any, you sh- nobody should. That's if we're fair. being completely honest, nobody should be comparing, making those comparisons. Because when those players, if they don't come close to it or then a people below have it, a freaking meltdown, they're like, hey, what, what the hell? This guy's supposed to be this high end <laughs> talent. Why isn't he producing yeah. as well as these guys in 2015? Why isn't he putting up Connor McDavid numbers? Why isn't he putting up Sebastian Ajo numbers? Like that draft is yeah. one in the generation uh, kind of draft. Um, so that I, I, I get the comparison in terms of it, the talent that could come out of it in terms of high end or whatever their ceilings are, but that I'm never going to make that. It's like comparing it to what was it? The 2004 draft, 2003 draft. 20, 20, no, 2003. Yeah, it's like trying to compare it to that one. It's like, no, no, that, let's not compare it to that one. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, also, I only say that because I'm a Philadelphia sports fan, so I'm used to first-round picks, not yet disappointments, so I'm not going to hold up to anyone having extremely high expectations for a lot of people. Yeah. I'm being so completely with, honest. With that being said, though, um, the, the reason I bring up Flyers have three third round picks again. If it's supposed to, if it's as deep of the draft class as it's projected slash predicted, whatever you want to call it to be, then maybe you want to look to move the 2024 third round pick instead. Although the Flyers have three next year's draft, you can move one it, of those again, three. I, you certainly could. Uh, I would say probably Florida's because uh, it's Florida or New York Rangers. One of those two, uh, but most likely Florida. I would expect. I think this was a honestly, it obviously was a shockingly good year for the Rangers. I don't expect it as good next year. See, I, I think it could. I don't think I think it could do a coin flip there because I could think the standings wise, if you're looking draft wise, I think there's going to be one draft 
position away from each other. Because I think yeah. both teams relatively got lucky in terms of their success. I would say the not that they go. can't make the playoffs, not that they can't yeah. take a division I, spot. I, 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 I just actually, think there was aspects of yeah. that season that made it as great as it is. I don't I suspect Sturkin to have as great of a season as he did. I don't expect the Panthers to be able to come back as well as he did. Maybe not have as much offensive skill from everyone as they did. They're obviously going to have it. I just don't yeah, think it's going to be as great as it was. Um, yeah, no, that's I, not I saying they're going to be bad teams or anything. It's just, I think, for I me, really if, think that the, yeah, I just think they're both going to, if they make the playoffs, they may come out the same time, or I think it's just going to be one or two positions away from each other. So to me, I don't think it's that big of a deal, whether you trade the Panthers pick or the Rangers pick. That's fair. And again, it, it's one of those things where, um, and that thought you kind of find it down in the rough late in the third round. Right. And again, at that point, it could be one of those things where it's probably a very late second or it's almost a fourth. You just never know. Or somewhere smack dab in the middle. Um, anyway, so going back to the topic of Travis Connecting, though, um, I think this is unfortunately he's played his last game as a member of the Philadelphia Flyers. I personally don't want to see him go, uh, but you know, you brought up an excellent point there, Mike. I think his trade value is as high as you're going to get right now. Unless he has another fantastic season or whatever. But again, which that's is possible. Risk, that's the risk you got to take, though, because my, my only worry is now that John Tortorella is officially the next head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. My well, fear. Jeff was is, technically right last podcast that after we got off that they were going to announce it. I wasn't until late that night that some of the insiders were saying that it looks like the fires are going to hire. Theoretically, I was right. Yeah. They didn't announce it until like the weekend or yeah. like Friday, somewhere around there. But technically that did happen. It just happened like late that night for some reason, like at 10 30 or 11 o'clock at night for some reason. Cause hockey is weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I think unfortunately connecting gets moved this off season it's now time to consider and look at who will I think it's Travis Connecting get traded to. It's important not to mess up that mess up that trade either. It's yes. very very important. This will very. help because again the kid the dude's only twenty five years old. Not just he's only twenty five. Yeah. He's a lot of hockey left his entire career, which I'm excited for. It's probably not going to be for Philly. But, hey, I, I love TK. He's a great player. Uh, he seems like a great guy off the ice and everything. And, you know, if we're really most, thinking about it, yeah. it's he was pretty much the same age Shen was when we dealt him. And look what he's doing Not with only Lewis. That, if you really think about it, same age that Mike Richards and Jeff Carter were dealt. Yeah, and, and they, they left Philly the very next year. So if we move him, that means he's going to win a cup. <laughs> yeah, for looking at history. So. That's why we don't uh, make trades on June 23rd, maybe. Even though some can, sometimes it can help. Other times, you know, you never know. Not so much. Yeah, it may anyway, help the other team. Um, so there that's was... also the risk you take in trading away the star players. To oh, absolutely. A team that's oh, more than likely going to be contending. That yeah. Won. Or on that so, cusp. Um, so kind of go before you start going into the teams or anything, who we personally think, you know, TK has the best chance of going get traded to. What do you think his value is right now? Again, if he gets traded before he plays a game for John Tortorella, what do you think his value is? Is um, I was saying earlier, and this might be me just you know over predicting. Uh, I was saying around five pieces. Again, that's that's a lot, but 
he's got good value. Now, I think it would be five pieces back if and only if you saw a 24 goal, tra- 60 plus points, Travis Konechny, like you did the last few years. Yeah. Um, you know, or around the bubble season. Now, if you saw that, then absolutely five pieces. But he's not at the that point right now. So I would say definitely not five now that I think about probably four at absolute most, if not maybe even just three. But yeah, I was gonna say three or four. <clears throat> I would say four I, at the uh, I'd honestly say if you're rebuilding four if you're not three because that fourth piece <clears throat> would be it's just a nice extra asset to have. Yeah, it's an extra asset to try to get a bigger piece. Yes. Um, like Elias Over. Patterson. No, we just know. You never know. You never know. Come on, Danny, you get it done. Yeah, you could. That, not that uh, it could. Not that it couldn't. Not happen. I just could see it. It, it. it makes so much sense for the Flyers to go for Elias Patterson. So we'll see this what is happens. Why, anyway. Also, I think it's. And I forgot this when I was saying why it's important. Yeah. It's not just important to get this trade right for Chuck Fletcher's job security. That's for yeah. the Flyers' future. Future, too. like one thousand percent. Whichever way like, they go, whether he, it's so, like for example, if you want, and, and this is actually a great kind of little subtopic in a way. Let's look back at the Claude Giroux trade. Now, obviously, as of right now, Giroux has a little, unfortunately no offense to him, but he he has less trade value than Travis Konechny because. Obviously, Drew is the better player, but Konechny is far younger. He's a lot more years left on him, and he's not in a pending UFA. So that helps, too. So th- there's always going to be so many factors for and little things like that. Typically, I think feel I feel like they'd be able to get you more, too. This is very, very true. So with that being said, though, the trade, again, revisiting the closure trade, 50% of his salary retained, so 4.137. So, again, around 8.3, 8, 8.2 mil is what uh, Giroux's um, AAV was. Um, it was Giroux, German Rubisov, Connor Bunman, and a 2024 fifth-round pick for a 2024 conditional first-round pick, where if it is a top-10 selection, the Flyers will receive Florida's 2025 first-round pick instead. Um, a 2023 third, one of the you know couple third round picks that uh, Mike and I had mentioned, and then of course uh, prospect Owen Tippett, who played for the Flyers this year, and he did he you know, he didn't look that uh, that too bad. Um, he didn't look bad. He didn't look great. He exactly. Looks, uh, in his looked, 21 games yeah, okay, with the Flyers, he had seven points, four goals, three assists, nothing to sneeze about. But you know, uh, this year in total, um. He played 63 – in in perspective, he played 42 games with the Panthers, only had 14 points. 21 games with the Flyers had seven points. So, literally, if you take – you can literally double the amount of games, and that's uh, the – and double amount of points is literally what you got in his time in Florida. So – or at least for this year. Now, this is – uh, t- on a technical speaking, this year combined with the Flyers and Panthers, the most amount of points and goals um, he scored in his very young career so far. This is only his, I realistically call it his second NHL season. His first one, he only played seven games. This is, in my opinion, his 
second full season or full again because it was a shortened season the last you know two years he actually didn't even play in 2019 2020 so uh, yeah no, he, he was in the minor so um <clears throat> excuse me but with that being said though so again that was again the what chuck fletcher got back for claus also for Char- this too that yeah drew kind of held Firm yes. that they want to go to Florida. So yes, Chuck yes, couldn't yes. really do much. It really, about that. really tied Chuck's hands together. And that's something that, again, a lot of stories came out. Um, I'm sure the Colorado Avalanche were very interested, but Jerry wasn't willing to go to Colorado. He wanted um, to be more, he wanted to be more impactful for the team. And he felt like right. he wouldn't really again, get I, that, which I makes get sense. Where he's coming with, from, though. No, because think about it. Though. Oh, now he probably would. If he how, went to, he may be probably would have been on line with either Nazem Kadri would be the third line center. Yeah, but it, but again, um, now if he had a competent coach in Florida, you would have known he should have been in the top six the entire rest of the season. But no, Andrew Burnett moved him around like it was still in Philadelphia. So yeah, he doesn't uh, really know. He doesn't really know what he was doing once he got the playoffs. No, of course not. It, t- um, it took him until elimination ga- game four of the second round for him to finally make some kind of lineup change. Yeah, and it wasn't much. Um, but so for for me, for Travis connecting though, he's far younger. He still has a tremendous upside to his game. He's locked up for again. If, assuming you get rid of him this offseason before this upcoming season begins, you still have Definitely two, if not even three more years of his six-year contract. He signed with Philadelphia, 5.5 mil AV. That's a doable contract hit, especially if it's a player like Connecting's caliber. It's worth the risk. And again, so that there, there was a rumor earlier today that you know several teams were interested in inquiring about you know if Connecting was available and the asking price that quickly got shot down, which again to me. I don't see why it wouldn't be true because it, you know, uh, there was another rumor two, three years ago that Chuck Fletcher apparently had told connecting himself that yeah, he I'm could have not, dealt him. I'm still not a hundred percent sure. That I don't, I don't know how I, I feel about that. I still I don't, don't really believe that. Again, I think he could be the worst general manager ever. And I still don't think you'd actually go out and tell that person in your exit interview, I think, end of season interview to say, Hey, yeah. you know how close you were to trading you? I think you would have to honestly be on the level of Mike Babcock because it was very similar to what he told um, Mitch Marner. Basically, no, obviously it's, it's not head coach, but coach. He basically asked him who he thinks is the worst players on the team, and then he told the players, which screwed up. So After again, he said he didn't have, want to, like he exactly, much and he literally say. forced me. He's like, "Oh, this and that." So you'd have to be on Mike Babcock level of. Um, being that horrible to do something like that. Um, okay, so w- so we established three or four pieces for TK. Um, first round, or again, it's a lot of what ifs are in this because he, I would imagine he'd get you a first round pick. Uh, but again, it depends on what you want back. The Claudia trade. That kind of tells you what you what Chuck Fletcher. If you want to make, I I know they probably wouldn't do this, but if you really want to make a good deal out of it, at least make your the trade value go up mm-hmm. expen, expen, uh, uh, exponentially. 
if yeah. you not necessarily do it, but say we would in be wouldn't be opposed to trading also the fifth overall pick. Not saying it would happen. So not saying I would want. I'm not to opposed it. to that. So if it, uh, I, I'm saying you do that if you're trading him to get a center or a young center. That's but again, term. it's someone you would. Ha- Here's my only thing about that. I like the idea. I'm not opposed to it. It would have to be a center who would essentially need to be here for the next seven, eight years at least. Because not many people. Now again, I get it. The fifth overall pick. You know, yeah, it's exciting for sure. It's a top five pick. But at the same time, you have to trust your scouts. You have to know who you're picking and you're drafting. And if you can properly develop them, a lot goes into it and not just picking a random name out of the hat. Um, I think if you're willing to dangle the fifth overall pick for the right player with a guy like Travis Konechny as well, I would expect a very young center as well, roughly around the same age, if not even a year or two younger, or... Would you consider, maybe a few year, maybe a few years longer, a little bit taller? Yeah. He's blonde. Um, <laughs> he plays for a West Coast team. He's a he's a super Swede, just like our yep. super Swede. Yep, yep, yep. He'd be another Swedish player. So mm. my only thing with that is, and I love that player that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's quite a lot, especially if now again, I don't know how accurate reports are on if. Um, they'd be willing to Vancouver will be willing to move. I honestly couldn't tell you. I just I don't would know either, be, but crazier trades have happened during the offseason. You're, so. you're not wrong. You're nobody not expected wrong when Mike Richards and Jeff Carter were tra- dealt. I don't think anybody oh, I was pissed off. It. I was pissed off. Um, but again, you have, like you said, you have to get this trade right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. And, that's, and I've made that, if I've said this. is dealt by Chuck Fletcher, I'm worried by his previous track record of trades. I don't know if he has what it takes to make the right trade for a guy like right. um, Travis Konechny. Because I want to look at his previous uh, trade history, and we broke it down a you know a while ago. When was his last like big trade? I mean, you could argue Phil Myers and Nolan Patrick for Ryan Ellis. That was big to get a top four defenseman. Unfortunately, he wasn't well, able to play for you, but you can't really well, wait, about But that. again, it's, it is what it is. But before that, when was his last big trade that was like almost a needle moving? You know, Not um, at the time, but it had to be an instant trade. Again, it's... That's why uh, that's why he keeps referencing going back to 2019 offseason because that's when he made the moves for the fire. Not only that, so because he made he made uh, technically four moves that offseason. The first one was the Kevin Hayes trade, acquiring the rights for Hayes for a 2019 fifth round pick. That I like that move. I thought it was a good move. Again, you gave up a fifth round pick to get his rights. That's not bad. His first year, he proved he was worth that contract. Last few years, he struggled with it a little bit, rightfully so. Obviously, with the horrible news and tragic passing of his brother, Jamie Hayes. Yeah, and um, obviously you having had, the hernia mm-hmm. core muscle issue. Yeah, and then a you know, whole bunch of shit for him. Um, so that, that happened June 3rd, 2019. A month and a half later, so Matt Niskanen to Philadelphia from Washington for Rako Gudis. 
that that was a solid move. Again, at the time, we were both like, what in the world is going on here? I feel like we were, but when we broke it down, I was like, okay, that like this work. makes more sense. Yeah. yeah and, we, and again, obviously, when we saw him play, it's like, well, this really makes sense. Um, it just, just sucks. Four days abruptly, later, you retired. I, I know. That's just thing that sucks. Just four days later, Justin Barron got traded to Philly. His entire 3.8 mil contract. At the time, I thought, okay, what, like, wow, Chuck's, he's going for it. He's bold, uh, boostering up the freaking blue line. I like, I'm a fan of his move. I have the been best defenseman. Was he the worst defenseman? No, he was pretty okay. I, I, um, again, at the time, I, it's not like I had, um, you know, a lot of expectations for Justin Braun. I, I thought that, you know, it was a good move. Um, you know, because I, I I thought, oh, like th- this this could help for sure, but just it didn't work out. Yeah, if you actually a, were able to play him where he was supposed to play, not first pair, which yeah. he wasn't, and still isn't. If you just had him at third pair, he was a decent third pair defenseman. Yeah. Um, he gave up a 2019 second round pick and a 2023 round pick. The Flyers now, to Chuck Fletcher's credit, they have the 11th overall pick, 2019. They traded back three spots and they got a second round pick back and that was a great move that's uh, kind of my again, fear with this trade this potential draft too is that he may trade back and that's why why i'm okay if you trade that fifth or that's the hundred percent what i expect him to do um i think depending on who goes at fourth overall i think he really wants the defenseman in david Yerichek or uh, uh simon nemich um, I think they'd probably prefer Nemec. And if Jerichek's there, I, I don't think they'd be opposed to it. I think Nemec is overall better defenseman. Jerichek had a relatively bad shoulder surgery back in December. He missed out on World Juniors and everything because of it. Um, I will say, though, again, depends on who's there. I still want them to get a center like Matthew Savoy. Um, hopefully, yeah, again, do, there's rumors they could get Cutter uh, uh, Gauthier. Uh, or Gauthier, however you pronounce his name. But um, yeah, I, I'm i very curious on, on what they'll do exactly um, you know, with the fifth overall pick. Um, I, but I, again, I wouldn't be shocked if they decide, hey, like let's move back in the draft and get that second round pick back. Mm-hmm. So again, I think he could do a very similar move, move back a couple spots, still get a... Uh, a center. Um, that's what you need. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's what I'm saying. I think still that's get a center been, and everything. That's why I've been touting the try to get Elias Pedersen because yes. at least if you trade it and if you draft a defenseman or a winger or whoever, at least you feel a little bit better because you have a young-ish uh, player who can yeah. who, who put up 30 goals, I think, this past season. Yeah. Or close so, to it. But, but again, it, it's what you're willing to do. Uh, I think he... If he if he uses the pick, I expect it. I, I have my thoughts and opinions. I can only say and do so much. Um, what, Jeffrey? Come on! <laughs> How dare you? I know. Sorry, to disappoint, fellas. Mm. Um, but I do think though that um, Chuck Fletcher will, if he doesn't draft a defenseman, he's going to trade back to get a second round pick. Um, which again, I, I get the move. I respect it, but we'll see what happens. But again, other than that, he hasn't had really big moves in Philadelphia 
at and especially all. when you're looking at bigger name guys that he could deal with it they didn't really get much for him like you can know, go all the way back to Wayne Simmons when he first that was got his first here. trade in Philly yeah it was his first trade of a bigger name player that we knew was going to be dealt but we didn't get much I for him he had well to be fair I think he at first had way too high expectations so did a lot of Philadelphia fans too Philadelphia fans Wayne Simmons is the perfect representation of what it means to be a Philadelphia Flyer. They were saying first or second round pick at least, and uh, yeah, that did not happen. They got um, Ryan Hartman and um, you know, like a conditional third. It's not conditional fourth. Conditions weren't met. I would think it was a fourth. So they didn't get much in return. Um, so yeah, and that was when but, Simmons his. Um, Trade value is going to be at his best. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then he had obviously Drew that we just mentioned not too too long ago. And then if you're talking younger kind of players that had a high end potential or whatever, mm-hmm. that'd be Phil Myers and Noel Patrick, and you got Ryan Alice out of it. So again, I don't know which way. He can go, and again, Giroux, he had Chuck Fletcher's hands tied with what he could be able to do. Um, yes. So I, I don't, I don't know. I hope it's a good trade or a good idea or, or a good um, move for the Flyers in general. Right. Um, but if you're looking more at JVR, if you can transition over to JVR yeah. for a second. Um, obviously trying to get rid of all that civil mail will cost you something, whether it's a third, fourth round pick, something like that, uh, middle round pick, probably. Um, it, it, it's another thing. That's probably the first move Chuck Fletcher is going to try to make. Yeah. I, I would say that's, that's if you want to more... try to actually make some impact on this, uh, off season, because five yeah. mil isn't going to do much for you. No, that you I would say have. that, um, uh, Chuck Fletcher's first move this offseason will be moving James and Reams. Like again, when will be? Who knows? We'll we'll see. Um, and let me see here. Uh, Dan Silver tweeted out earlier. Uh, he's one of my usual go to uh, you know, hockey people. I like to uh, you know um, you know follow everything. Uh, contributor on Orange and Black. Uh, sorry, Orange and Black uh, Puck Cast. Uh, check those guys out there. They do great work. Um, he he made an interesting poll, and, and I thought again, I thought it was such a great point that I wanted to to bring it up to uh, to you here, Mike. He said JVR is one left, one year left on his contract at seven million dollars, and the Flyers likely can't go after a big free agent unless they trade him. Again, I think it's fair that we both suspect that he will get traded. Uh, with that being Definitely. said, uh, what's your stance on what they should be willing to trade to get someone to take his contract for one season? Four options. Won't give up assets, would trade a prospect, would trade a second or a third, or would trade a first. Um, it's definitely not going to be a first. That, that no. 3% of people, I don't know why, voted they would be willing to give up a first. I would be livid if Chuck Fletcher had, you know, would even consider moving a first-round pick for a guy, although $7 million, has one year left on his contract. Yeah, it's, it's only one um, year left. No one's going to do that. No, but you'd have to be out of your freaking mind. Now, I will say one other option he doesn't have on here, but I just thought of 
for the time being, it doesn't mention it, but would you, again, it's only the one year. Would you be willing to eat a little bit of a salary to have someone take his contract? You I think could. it depends that, on how much. That's more of a, that may be something more if they're not able to trade him during this off season, they just trade him at the deadline. That'd be more, more likely say, where you would see that done. Um, I would say uh, but if you're draft, already trading him to a team that has a good amount of cap, cap sh- isn't an issue for them. It's just for them, what's in it for us? What's in it for us to eat this seven mil? And you have to pay right. something for that. Uh, for Ghost last year, it was what, a fourth round pick? Third round pick, yeah. something like that. And I think if we're being completely honest here, JVR is a mid, middle round, a, a middle six forward at this point. He's still putting up around 20, 25 goals this season still, um, which yeah, is great for a middle, for a middle uh, uh, six forward, but that's not... Any more than that. It's not going to cut it. Um, no, it's going to give you, I think at most, a third round pick that you'd be willing surprisingly, to Surprisingly... He was the Flyers' leading goal scorer with 24 goals. It's not saying much, but Flyers' leading goal Again, for a up, season where you really, were like, where's JVR? You're like, oh, wait, yeah. he put up 24 goals. He put up a quite 38 points. So looking at his career stats, since he came back to Philly, he put up in his four seasons coming back, uh, goal-wise, 27 goals since first year back, very close to that 30-plus that the Flyers fans were hoping they would get, uh, 19 17 and then 24 this year in all 82 games. This is the first time he's played 82 games since 2016-17. Point total, uh, 48 is year one, 43 last year, and then, of course, 38 this year. Um, So for JVR, though, I would say I would be willing, depending on the year, I'd be willing to give up a third. And again, yeah. it's at absolute most. So I would say JVR on a third, but to who? And again, this is where we bring in, uh, you know, the wonderful the people at Friendly <laughs> to yes, uh, to go over the most likely teams that have enough cap space: Seattle Kraken, LA Kings, Buffalo Sabers, and Arizona Coyotes. Sorry, I was bringing up um, LA, Kings. LA. I don't think. Uh, LA would sorry, I was bringing up LA more so for Travis Konecki, uh, because he's the kind of player that would fit that kind of system in my opinion and i think they need a little bit of a player like him uh and then for also tk real quick i think the toronto maple Leafs have been rumored for a while they had a chance for him at 24 before they dropped down to 29 when the Flyers traded up um so take la out of the picture for jvr but i would say seattle buffalo or arizona seattle is projected to have 22.8 mil buffalo 35 and a half and arizona 33 point basically two so Oh man, Seattle is loaded on picks this year too. So you have four seconds this year, three thirds, and the rest of their picks. So so they have four. Yeah, Arizona five, six, has seven, ten. seven so, picks in the first two rounds alone. Uh, one of the second round picks are f- is from the Flyers. From uh, shocker, because that was the freaking Rasmus Ristolainen India. Buffalo is three. Actually, first no. Round the picks Flyers traded a second and a seventh round pick for and Shane Gossespierre for Ghost's full contract. Yeah, damn. Even Arizona again. Arizona has three first round picks, and they have two. Sorry, four second round picks. So Arizona has seven picks in the first two rounds. 
So if you actually um, Buffalo them, only has four, but they have three first round picks, and um, Seattle has five. They have four second round picks. Mm-hmm. They have options, and I don't think that they'll be able to get a second round pick for James Green's day. At this point, it's whatever you have to offer. Obviously, getting some back as long as you don't do a future considerations trade slash cap dump like he did with the Arizona Coyotes and Shane Gossespear, I think people will be happy. Didn't know Ghost played all 82 games and he put up his second career high in goals in a season? That doesn't surprise me. He put up 51 points, the second most points he put up in a season. Yeah, people are going to be mad when they look closer at those stats. Yeah, Especially when you look at the team he played for. Yeah. And also, the, this is Arizona is the team you automatically think because they make these trades all the time to get people's whatever. 100%. Um, and we were talking about it the other day or whatever uh, for some reason. I forget how it came up about um, what teams would be interested in getting his full contract. Mm-hmm. Arizona just makes sense to me because they always do it. And I don't think they, they may, they're obviously going to ask a good amount, but I don't think it'd be too. Much of Again, just Seattle's new, and I feel like the Seattle's very new, and I feel like the way they did their expansion draft, they're betting on people coming to them and saying, "Hey, yeah, one, will you eat this person's contract?" Like, all right, how much are you willing to pay? Right. So for Seattle, they're going to be a little busy. Um, not terribly busy. They have a good amount of players to resign. They have they're not gonna cost six RFAs and three UFAs. So I don't expect anything crazy contracts to hand out. Yeah, Derek Polio is gonna cost them a whole lot. And yeah, let's not so, forget their uh secret weapon and Carson Torinsky. He is also an RFA. And he spent, I think, most of his time in the minors this year, I want to say. So is Kale so there's that. There's also uh, Hayden Flurry. Mm-hmm. Braves. Yep. Uh, for Buffalo, um, they have three UF. Sorry, oh, wow, they have a bunch of UFAs. They have Drake Kajula, uh, Malcolm Subban, Craig Anderson, Dustin Jakarski, Will Butcher, Mark Syke, or Physic Syke, whatever you want to call his name, Colin Miller, uh, Cody Eakin, John Hayden, Vinny Hayden, Scherzer, and then RFA wise, Jacob Bryson and Victor Olson. Olson's going to get paid. Um, he's, he's a super good young player and expect him. Now I think he'll get Alex Tuck money, but like 4.75 mil right now. But again, they'll get paid for compared to standard entry level contract kind of thing. Um, I'll look out and I'll say this too, because for some reason I've always kind of pictured JVR in a Sabres Jersey. Um, that would be interesting. And again, they could use some picks. So, as much as I would think Arizona, just because they Philly always make this or trade. Buffalo. What? And Buffalo, Philadelphia and Buffalo already kind of have a trade relationship just because they got Richard Linen. Yeah. Um, even though they gave up her first for that. Um, I maybe would knock on Buffalo's door and see what, if they would be able, if they would want to. But again, it's what, so if you're Chuck Fletcher, Obviously, your goal is to get rid of James and Reams. Like, what are you hoping to get in return? Are you just saying, screw it, we're doing future considerations again? Future consideration. Future consideration. Okay. That's it. Okay. I want nothing back. I want to make sure that seven mil is in our pocket that we can use to get someone else. 
And I think that's fair. And I don't think um, there's really anyone on Buffalo right now outside of maybe if you want to try to get them, but it's going to cost you more than $7 million and JVR and um, Rasmus Dalin. And he would not. That'd be nice. That would be nice, but it won't happen. Yeah. Um, there's no one really that stands out enough where I say, hey, can we get this guy? Again, it is, I don't think it's really possible to get any pieces back. Also, if you, do alone, try, to, if you try to do that, they're going to try to add on more to it. The yeah. Sabres or so, whoever they're trading with is going to try to add more onto that. To, I would say if, if you're Philadelphia, obviously go for bare minimum future consideration, considerations. If you're lucky and you might, I mean, you might have to dangle a little bit more than that, which again, I don't want to, but it could be a, again, a hope for a possible seventh round pick. Even that's a bit of a stretch because who, who's going to want to eat the entire salary and give up a seventh round pick included to take on, again, seven mil. Right. We are about two and a half minutes into game three. There's an upcoming high sticking penalty, I believe, on Colorado. Uh, Tampa, no, Tampa Bay just had a tremendous chance. Um, so you know, fans are on their feet, standing or cheering already. So, again, yeah, great, chance by, uh, uh, yeah. great chance by great chance by Alex Colorado and Nick Paul. Again, there's a high stick. I can't tell who it's on quite yet. I would imagine Colorado. Um, so it sounds like Tampa Bay is going to the. Um, oh, I lied. There's Jeffrey. Okay. I trusted you. I'm sorry, but to be fair, the ref had his hand up, and, and let's say it was played with the high stick. I, I would imagine it. Okay, there's five on five, so it was played with the high stick. My bad. Anyway, also, so if you want to hear one of my better uh, reactions to something, I forget how long ago it was, but there was a Flyers game that had came on while you were podcasting, and I was um, kind of doing my in-game reactions to how the fire, how poorly the fires are playing in that game. <laughs> I forget it. what episode that was, but if you want to go look it up, that was you least, can do research. That was at least three months. Um, ago. So to kind of wrap it up here, so future considerations for JVR. Um, and then for traps connecting three or four pieces, solid pieces, you know, a, combination of picks and prospects kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So where do you think Travis Connecting used to kind of put a, a nice little bow on this? What I would like is, you know. Besides Vancouver, realistically, Mike, realistically, exclude Elias Pedersen for once. It's been rumored for a while. I really think that they would look good there. Uh, would a match would be the LA Kings? Mm-hmm. I would Again, honestly it, say yeah. maybe because um, they did put a list together of people that Flyers would I would like or they could potentially go after and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you think about a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois or... I love Pierre-Luc Dubois. I don't know. Now, Philly does have a... And Chuck Patrick and Kevin Sheffield Dayoff has a relationship. The GM of Winnipeg, of course. They already have or a you can pretty much the, trade uh, his counterpart. 
you could try trading his counterpart and getting Alex to bring it. Now, because they're pretty much the same player, but Brinkett is getting is he's, putting up better numbers right now. So I personally would trade Travis Konechny for Alex Dabrinkit. I love TK. I love Alex Dabrinkit more. He's shown a lot more, and in Chicago, where they've been a failing franchise for the last couple of years, while Philadelphia's isn't actually, it great? Isn't that great? Oh, it's a beautiful sight. I love it. Um, so I will say again, it's not official, but I believe this podcast has said that 2010 Stanley Cup should be um, scratched from Chicago. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, nothing happened, so you know, just fires. Well, something did happen. Something did happen. They just covered it up. Anyway, it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, real quick here for Alex Brinkett. Uh, this is my last thing here. Again, I love what he, he brings to the table. I think he would be a phenomenal asset. I would be very interested in what he would look like in the system with John Torrell as a head coach. Um, Pierre LeBron wrote in, for the Athletic uh, earlier that the Blackhawks are, in fact, listening to offers for Alex to bring it. There is no guarantee they'll deal him. The cost won't be cheap. But Chicago wants a younger player slash high pick slash prospect type of return. LeBron, of course, also writes that the Kings I, are one of the teams interested. The, I just thought of another person who maybe throw in. If you're thinking tra- the way Travis, Travis Kennedy is playing now and his numbers really look more like a uh, middle six um, forward than it does like top six, mm. what about if you trade for someone like um, Don't Strom? Very similar, but he's a center. He could be your third line. I, I, I consider it. I still like Konechny's upside more than Strom because Strom, when he got to Chicago, he did well. Like he did as well as people hoped he would have in Arizona. I, would I still don't want, think he I would did. want to get him out of picks too, out of that. And, and that too. So I think if you trade Konechny for Strom and picks, I would not be opposed to that. I like the idea of Strom. I don't want to give up on him. He's somewhat slowly but surely becoming a project. I think he would get. I think like if Pavel you're thinking Zaka, if just, I don't know necessarily if you could you if you use uh, Travis Connect. I'm just saying him in general. If you want to look at it right. as a third line center, yeah. I think he'd be a pretty solid third line center for the uh, I think it's fair. Uh, one nothing Avalanche. Valor. Oh God, it's going to be a leading the way again with another goal for the Avs. Yep, it's going to be. This dude is killing it. Wow, he, he, it's unreal. Uh, real quick, before we finally wrap this up, um, last possible thing, idea, because again, apparently, again, mentions the idea of a high pick, younger player, prospect, this and that. I don't know how this would look for a lot of people, but Travis Konechny potentially with the fifth overall pick for Alex Dabrinkit. Is that too much, or is that just enough to offer to bring it in prime from Chicago. Because remember, they don't have theoretically, yes, just to bring okay. it or possibly add in a third or a fourth round pick. I don't know. I don't even know who Chicago's new GM is. Couldn't tell you. But with that being said, now with with if Sam Bowman was still here, they would be able to do TK for to bring it one for one, I'm sure. Because it's Stan Bowman. Um so I would say that my only issue would, with that 
would be you're essentially just trading another winger for a winger. So if yeah. I'm tra- if I'm uh, including the fifth overall pick, and like I said it earlier in the podcast, I'd at least want to use to try to get a young center or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I I'm not saying that he's not a good player, and that the Flyers couldn't use. But again, you'd a, want a center. Yeah, I want a center. If not a center, obviously, which he could help at that point is a guy who will put up points or goals. Yes, because that's what the Flyers are lacking right now. It's well. close, but Tampa Bay is reviewing. It looks to be offside. No, offsides are fucking impossible. To oh my overturn. god, dude, this is. I don't think it can get any freaking closer than this. They got to look at every angle possible. Nope, it's, it's going to the back. Situation Room in Toronto. Is, like, is it a, it's, if it's not enough to really say one way or the other, it is standing because they can't video-wise video confirm that. Like they, they would need to blow up the image by like 100 because it's it's so close. That's mm-hmm. that's also how you can tell the lightning fear, fear yeah. about getting a quick goal. But again, so it's five minutes in, possibly one nothing Colorado. Uh, but there is a current challenge by John Cooper. Now, remember, keep in mind with these rules that I still hate. If the Lightning get this challenge wrong, then they go on the penalty kill. Yeah, I don't like go the down rule. Two and probably will lose. <laughs> and yeah, and then be down to series 3 0. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. We'll break down more of potential targets and everything later down the offseason. But, uh, I think that's all we really got this week in terms of our hockey podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week for another underachievers, normal time, uh, normal day, at least. Um, um, but, I Now that thing, I might not be there because I'm actually going to be in Arizona. Well, then Brian's going to have to fill in. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so we will see. Yes. Well, Jeff probably won't be here, but hopefully Brian will be here. Um, until then, until our next hockey podcast, we'll see you.